excited to be here with you today. Again, I am Jason over at Urusi Holdings. I wanted to dive in and talk about ways to improve the performance of your property. So here at Urusi Holdings, we're a multifamily investment firm. Uh, my wife, Peely, and myself uh, started the firm uh, back in uh, 2016. Uh, we have since acquired over 1,400 units, uh, valued over $160 million in real estate, uh, with another 50 so million in the pipeline of projects upcoming. Um, a big part for us is that we've always look for ways that we can improve the community, right? Improve the property. Typically, when you're thinking about buying your first or next multifamily property, some of the most important things to do is honestly say, well, if this was a business, whether it was a, a gas station, you know, a, a taco shop, or a uh, mechanic shop, or a manufacturing uh, plant, what could improve within the business? whether it's on the building side, whether it's on the operations side, or it's on the management side, to make this a better business. And typically, that's what we're doing. We're buying businesses that just happen to be apartment buildings, and we're looking for ways to improve the overall performance of the business. So in multifamily, we typically have two sides. We typically have an underperforming asset, whether it be on the property side and or the operations management side. What we found is they're usually hand in hand. If the property is not performing well or it's because of the management, well, typically the property is in um, less than proper or less than perfect condition. And if the building's in um, less than desirable condition, it's usually tied into, of course, the management not doing a great job in keeping the property in tip-top shape in terms of performance. So how we've looked at it is that we've always looked at from the outside in. When we look to acquire the asset, we're always saying to ourselves, how can we make this a better place to live for those that are there? Typically, as a tenant, you can imagine here that if you're a tenant, just think about the feeling of having someone new come in there and buy the building with um, your fear being the first thing that the rent is going to raise. Now, do we raise rents on properties? Yes. But typically, we're looking at ways to make it a better place to live prior to asking for that from our existing tenant base, prior to going in there and saying, hey, this has not been a great place to live, but pay us more rent. That's never a good feeling. So what we've always done is looked at it from the outside in. How can we go in there and improve the curb appeal, improve the science, improve the overall look of the building, improve the landscaping, uh, redo the parking lot, just make this an overall more welcoming place. Inside, if there's hallways, interior hallways here, how can we make them put more lights there? make them more clean, make them more efficient here? How can we start to work with the tenants to improve the deferred maintenance on the property here so when they do have an issue that they don't have to call and hope someone comes? Typically, you're taking on a building here where the tenants here have been neglected in some way. Uh, it might be on the maintenance side. It might be on just the overall community side. So if you can install a sense of community here, they're going to feel more like they're living at a home instead of they're living at a place they're passing through. And that's going to work hand in hand to make them want to take care of their home. If someone doesn't feel welcomed or doesn't feel like they're in a right spot, they're going to put less intention in keeping their home or their place where they're living up to speed, up to snuff. And what's going to happen, it's going to create more issues on the property. It's going to create more work on the property and it's going to overall bring down or downgrade the property. But if you can get someone who's happy to live there, they know that it's going to be better and continuing to be better and people are working to make it better for them, well, they're probably going to take care of it more. 
So maybe when that faucet's running, they're not just going to let it run, hoping uh, you know, that it just stops. They may call you right, to keep your water bills in line. If there's some other issue, instead of letting it just get to a part where it's unbearable because they don't want to waste the time trying to call 10 times to get someone there, when they see that you show up and fix things, well, ultimately, the operation is going to get better. Three things in your property really trend to add the most, of course, your expenses to are, of course, non-controllable, right? Your taxes, your insurance, your utilities. So if you can work with tenants to control your utilities and find ways to make it better and, and really decrease your, in, uh, your utility burden, well, that's going to help your bottom line. So things we just spoke about there are going to help the performance of your property and help the bottom line of your property out of the gate without actually requiring anything from your tenant base. So as you go into properties, of course, the rent is the big piece of the puzzle here that you can look to add value to that property, right? And so a big part, go in there and improve rents. But there are so many other pieces of the component here that don't directly affect the tenants. We had a property first when we brought actually had three maintenance people. Um, in fact, they were using it as a home base because these three maintenance people, although they were being billed through the building, were handling the majority of the work throughout the rental uh, single family rental portfolio. That was, of course, around that also was part of that ownership uh, portfolio. Well, if you think about it here, if you can go in there and improve the performance of the property by making it more efficient. And more efficient can be having the right uh, structure of, of employees that work for the building. It really, once stabilized, only need one maintenance person at the time. We kept two to catch up on all the neglected items. Because just because there was three people, remember, it helped our numbers because it added and looked like their expenses were much higher. And we knew we could get to a stabilized part of one person. But when they left, those three people, unfortunately, were doing less than a half person's worth, uh, worth of work on the property. So we kept two to really get the property in line, to make it more efficient, put it in the best light to perform at a high level, and then allocated the one person that needed to be there, move that other maintenance person to another property we had. From your fact of leasing, from a leasing side, if an income uh, is an issue, well, how are collections being handled? What is the collection process? What is the tenant report? What is the, the process in terms of lateness, late fees? How has the structure been? Many times when you come into a property that's been owned by a certain ownership for a number of years, it's typically that there's been handshake deals or some other um, unstate or unwritten process of how things are handled in terms of collection, in terms of uh, how people paid. So making it more efficient where you can have a more uh, predictable revenue stream is again going to produce a better performing property. If hopefully that tenant pays every third week instead of having to pay in the first, uh, just like any business, if you're out there and you make something and you go and give it, it's a product and you don't know when you're going to get paid for it, of course, it's going to hurt your operations or hurt your ability to perform and at the best level that you can in terms of you improving your business. Well, same thing with an apartment building. How is your building underperforming? Are you matching the market? Is there the opportunity to potentially bill back utilities? And if the property is currently billing back utilities, is it doing it in an efficient manner? Is it just picking a number out of the hat and saying one bedrooms, bill back for this amount, two bedrooms, bill back for that amount? Or are they doing it in a subjective manner that makes sense that tracks the market? Uh, are they tracking the other 
course parts of the income process? Is there proper application fees, proper late fees? Do they accept pets? What's the accept process? Have they looked at other ancillary income items here? Have they looked at other ways to bring in other income? Would it warrant to have a trash fillet who comes around every one, two, or three times a week to add value? Potentially, uh, tenants um, don't live close to where the dumpster is. Maybe they have to walk you know, a quarter mile, half mile to go take out the garbage. Uh, could you add in other things, covered parking? Is it a warmer or colder climate area where that could add more value to the property here and help improve it, but also trend to make it a better place to live, right? So trash relay, covered parking. Can you do reserved parking if there's limited parking spots that puts a tenant closer to where they live? All of these can be helpful to the tenants and make this a more desirable property for them to stay at here. And of course, it's going to be more income um, that you're going to get and more of an expense on the, on the tenants here. However, it's going to provide more value. So what can you do to continue to increase the value of the property, make a trend to match the market, and also find other ways that you can add value that can help the tenants? Once you do these things here, you'll make it a better place to live, make the hallways uh, better. You put exterior lighting out there to really let you up at nighttime. You maybe trim back all the landscaping, trim back trees. You improve the parking lot here. You let them know it's going to be better. Well, you think when a renewal comes up, it's going to be much easier to ask for an increase or it could be significant in the rents because you've now done these steps to make this better for them to live. So always look at your property here. That's what we do at your Rusi Holdings, right? To look and say, how can I make this a better place to live? How can I make this a better business? How can I make this perform better? And when you do that, you will find the results will follow. If you want to learn more about us, you can go over to your Rusi Holdings, uh, Y-A-R-U-S-I holdings.com. You can learn more about our company, hear more on our podcast here, learn about our offerings here. If you want to learn about investing, feel free to go in there, schedule a call with us so we can learn your investment objectives. In part for your process here, communication is key with you and your tenants, understanding that now there is a new process in place. And sometimes tenants won't like new processes, but they're there to make this more efficient, more reliable, and they will get on track here that this will be a more efficient manner. Predictability is always better in terms of how you, how you handle things. If you can go and take care of a lot of the deferred maintenance up front, of course, it's going to allow your business to have better sustainability, allow your uh, property to cut down on its overall expenses and deferred maintenance, and ultimately make this a better performing asset. So look for ways that you can drive the property. On the expense side, have you checked your contracts? If you're assuming contracts, if you've had landscaping or pest control and you've had them for years or multiple months, have you checked their rates against the markets? They may have built-in increases here where they've quote unquote have done increases, but the increases now, although written in their agreement now, has priced them out from where the uh, trending or competitive nature of the market is, right? So are you overpaying 20, 30% for landscaping because of the built-in increases to the contract there? Uh, from a revenue standpoint, have you looked at other ways to add, uh, add income? potentially cable contracts or laundry contracts, maximizing on potentially adding in washer and dryer hookups or renting out uh, washer and dryers or installing them to get a premium. There are multiple opportunities here for you to improve the value of the property. So look at your property and say, why is this business underperforming? How is it matching up to my competitors? What can I do to add value that maybe my competitors aren't thinking about that can make me stand out 
but are going to fit the nature of my tenant base. So as I said here again, my name is Jason Yerusi, founder of Yerusi Holdings, multifamily investment firm. Uh, now down here in the Southeast, uh, we have really partitioned ourselves in a number of different markets between Nashville, Atlanta, and Louisville are the main markets we focus on. We do want to talk to you. We do want to hear about you and your investment objectives. You can go over to your Rusi holdings.com. We will be doing these seminars once a week. We will be doing more of these seminars coming up here. Uh, we also have a great event. If you do want to join us, uh, Multifamily Live, June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in the wonderful Nashville, where we are living now. We're going to be at the Opryland Hotel. Go over there, find us, Multifamily Live. It'd be great to see you there so we can meet you in person, hear more about you, what you're working on, and we will see you shortly.